Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Global News has obtained the signatories that signed off uh, to register the People's Party of Canada. You may remember that uh, to become an official party, you have to have so many signatories uh, in support of this. 250, I think, was the number. Uh, but Global has actually uh, obtained these names and, and done a little bit of research right now. Uh, they include a former leader of U.S. neo-Nazi group, a former soldier of Odin, and uh, some other rather uh, questionable uh, people, I guess, and questionable backgrounds. Uh, it's raised the ire and the attention of an awful lot of people, including uh, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. Bertie Farber is the chair of that group, of course, the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Uh, Bertie, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Bill. I'm, I'm just fine. How are you? Good. Uh, uh, troubled good. by this, of course. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation, Bernie, ever since uh, Maxine Bernier decided he was going to split off and form his own party. Uh, and based on a number of the policy planks that he had talked about, you wondered, okay, what kind of people are going to be attracted to this? This is, uh, this is kind of troubling. Well, it's troubling. It's, uh, I, I can't tell you that I find it surprising, to be honest. I mean, he, uh, Mr. Bernier has been pretty clear during the course uh, of the campaign and even before it as to the kinds of positions that he's taking, uh, anti-immigrant positions, uh, positions that I, I think can be classified as Islamophobic. Um, and, and we have seen a trend towards those on the extreme right. Um, you know, embracing Mr. Uh, Mr. Bernier's uh, platform and Mr. Bernier himself. Um, so, you know, that a guy like Sean Walker um, and the fellow from the Soldiers of Odin and Pegida are uh, of his top backers, I, I don't think people should find that surprising. Um, it, it is what it is, as they say. Well, and, and again, I, I'm not one to paint everybody with the same brush here. I'm not suggesting that everybody who supports or is a member of the People's Party of Canada uh, shares the views of, of the three people you just mentioned here. But uh, you you, you got to wonder uh, about what's going to be happening here because, I mean, some of the characterizations here, as you've already mentioned, Bernie, are white supremacists. Uh, now, they don't like to have that label, but, I mean, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Well, well exactly. And anti-Islamophobic yeah. uh, feelings that are going on right these days. And uh, you wonder if, if, how that's going to impact, I guess, especially, I, well, we're going to get a full force of that in the next little while because he's going to be involved in the leaders' debates. Well, and, and that's just it. What, what this does, really, if you want to take a look at it you know, more globally, if I could put it that way, is that um, it, it kind of normalizes extreme hatred. Uh, so in, instead of marginalizing somebody like Bernier, uh, we, uh, we, we give him the status of a political party, and then we take that and, and put it onto a stage with, uh, where he will be debating credible, legitimate leaders of national parties, and you know what does that say to the electorate? If he's on the same stage with Justin Trudeau and uh, Andrew Scheer and Jagmeet Singh and Elizabeth May, that says he is on an equal footing with them. Given the fact that uh, you know these three individuals specifically uh, who are without quite well, at least one for sure, Sean Walker, uh, you know, with, with his ties to the National Alliance, of that there is no question. Um, soldiers of Odin, the same thing. I mean, these, you know, that, that group comes from a white supremacist background. They can make all kinds of excuses that you know they're not the same that they were before. We have no, we have no information to lead us to believe that. But what it does in the long run is it normalizes these people, and that's what's been happening, Bill. And you know, I've been talking about this sadly more than I think both of you, both of us, want to. But this we're seeing more and more and more, and, and to me. 
This is the extremity of society. This is where we should be relegating groups like the PPC and the Canadian Nationalist Party and and others that propagate this kind of racism and antagonism, but instead we're we're drawing them more into the middle. And that, frankly, quite scares me. Well, but as you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, it, it really shouldn't, I guess, to many of us be surprising. I mean, when, you, when you've got a guy like Donald Trump that's, you know, there's good people on both sides, that, that tends to give legitimacy to these people and their cause, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that's quite, you know, if you take a look at this, that is where it, it began. Prior to the Trump election, these people were on the periphery. Uh, maybe we didn't pay them enough mind, and maybe this is a wake-up call to all of us. But the fact of the matter is that with Trump's ascendancy to the uh, presidency of the United States, a man who has been embraced by white supremacists in the United States, by members of the Ku Klux Klan, by neo-Nazis, and a man, as you quite uh, rightly remind us, uh, said that as far as he's concerned, both the left and the right, there, there are good people on, on both you know, the neo-Nazi front and the other front. That's absurd. There, there's no such thing as a good white supremacist or neo-Nazi. These are hateful, spiteful people. And the very fact that they have now creeped their way from south of the border uh, to north of their border to Canada, uh, I think has to, has to con- concern all of us. And by the way, you know, in, in any country, whether it's the United States or Canada, there will be that small element of society that will always cling to these people. So we are going to get maybe, I don't know what the percentage is, but in the United States we're seeing that it's as high as at least 30% of the American electorate are still, despite everything Trump has done and everything he has said, are still prepared to vote for him. I hope that Canada is different. I hope that we're not going to see that kind of a 30% jump to the PPC. I doubt it. But if we see 10%, even 5%, we're, we're talking about a few million people who might very well be willing to put an X beside the name of, uh, you know, of, uh, of Maxime Bernier, who is surrounded, accepted, and embraced by some of the worst elements in Canadian society. Well, if, if not the elements themselves, certainly some of the ideologies, and I think that's the concern that a, a lot of people would have. Uh, not surprisingly, though, Bernie, I've seen some online comments uh, after the story broke from Global News over the weekend that said, look, this is supposed to be the land of free speech. These guys have a right to have a voice, too. Oh, they have a right, absolutely, and, and uh, you know, they, they are a, legit, a legitimate political party. I mean, you know, I would argue that somewhere down the line we need to have better regulations and rules as to who and what becomes a political party. Right, right now we have um, at least one known neo-Nazi organization that is a legitimate political party, meaning you can actually give money to them and receive a charitable receipt. Um, really, it, it's like uh, the Wild West out there. Anybody can run as long as you get 250 signatures. Um, so the bottom line is, yes, people can form parties. People can have free speech in this country as long as it doesn't cross the hate line, and we do have laws. But on the other hand, we don't have to give them a stage from which to speak on. There, there's, not, there's nothing that says that we must do that, that we must give them that stage. That, you know, that's a decision that people reach on, on their own. So the free speech is allowed, but you know, it doesn't mean that I have to open up my home to these people. 
Well, and and I'm concerned about where this is going to take the political debate and, and the narrative of not just this campaign, but I guess future campaigns. I mean, are we going to start talking about issues like that, about immigrants taking jobs away from people that really deserve them here? And, and you, you've heard that kind of rhetoric, and it seems to be, you know, it seems to be ramping up now, Bernie. Yeah, it's, it, it, it already started. Uh, you, you know, you remember the, the small scandal that began with the uh, billboards that were placed in various areas uh, on the East Coast and made their way up into certain areas of Ontario, uh, these anti-immigrant... Yeah, we had, the, we had that, them in Hamilton. That's right, and that, you know, with Bernier's face and, uh, you know, his statement, he said he had nothing to do with it. Uh, okay, well, I guess you can give him the benefit of the doubt if you want to, but these are exactly his policies. You know, he wants to limit immigration. He, he has spoken out in favor of Bill 21 in Quebec. Uh, I mean, th- that's who this person is. And that's what this discussion is is sort of all based on. I mean, this has been one of the strangest elections that I can remember, and I go back to many, many elections. Um, but this is one election that I haven't heard much policy, but I've heard a lot of accusations back and forth against people's characters uh, in, in, in relation to, you know, racist elements. I mean, those issues certainly need need to be brought out. Um, but you know what we are what, what we are seeing is that okay any any relationship to Faith Goldie you know the the, the woman with uh, uh, with these neo alleged neo Nazi ties and white supremacist ties anybody who is caught in a picture with her that becomes the story of the day uh, so there, there are all these issues breaking out right now and we fail to speak about you know, climate change we're not talking about the economy we're not talking about taxation this is a, this is a very personal uh, uh, debate within the elections right now. And at the same time, never before in Canadian history that I can remember are we seeing a, a, a state in which, you know, alleged white supremacist groups can gain legitimacy as political parties and then be accepted, um, some of them, on, you know, on, on a stage to debate legitimate leaders. It, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. The uh, Global News team, by the way, went, approached uh, Elections Canada about this, and the, the, what we're talking about here is called the Ele- Canada Elections Act, which basically yep. allows this. And, and it's a rather benign response. Essentially, that organization said, we, we don't ask, we don't tell, we don't demand to get backgrounds. As long as they got the signatures, bingo, bango, you're a political party. Do we need to relook at, at the process here? Absolutely, we need to, to relook at the process. Uh, I mean, this means, uh, right now, they, they hide their uh, their true philosophies, I believe, under very kosher names. So they give themselves names like, you know, People's Party of Canada or the Canadian Nationalist Party or the Nationalist Party, whatever. Um, But what would stop a party here in Canada calling themselves the Canadian Nazi Party? And back in the 60s, there was such an entity called the Canadian Nazi Party, getting 250 names and running as a political party in this country. I mean, nothing. At this stage, you know, with, with the Canadian Elections Act, absolutely nothing. And most countries, most democratic countries around the world, do have regulations to ensure that those that are, you know, putting themselves forward as as uh, as, as political parties are not racist or hate-filled or or Nazi or that type of thing. Canada does not. 
And certainly this is something that I think in the next parliament has to be uh, looked at very, very closely. I, I know there's an awful lot of disturbed people in this community right now because, I mean, this, uh, elements of, of some of these groups we've just talked about here are the ones that show up at Hamilton City Hall on the weekends. Uh, yeah, and, on a and pretty people, regular basis. Uh, yeah, and, and people are troubled by their presence there and even more trouble, I guess, by, as you've said, legitimizing that, that, that ideology by saying, okay, you're an official party now, or at least that party that, that, that Mr. Bernier leads at this point anyway. Uh, may in fact uh, be, you know be representative of some of the ideologies that these people have, and that, that well, it, it, it's, it's bothersome. It's clear. Yeah, it, 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 and it actually should be more than bothersome, not not just to Hamiltonians, uh, because sadly Hamilton has become a bit of a, a focus for the for these groups. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, uh, whether they're living in the area or whether they've just chosen Hamilton as their you know testing zone, but they are there and they are there uh, you know on a regular basis. But by the way. We see them in, in Toronto, they're seen in Ottawa, they're seen in Regina. Uh, they're, they're around, they have sort of come out of their dark basements. Um, you know, this new legitimacy, this new credibility has given them oxygen with which to breathe, and they feel comfortable. I mean, you know, we, we, we have a, another new political party called the Canadian Nationalist Party, whose leader, Trevor Payton, has actually made... Uh, uh, an anti-Semitic video that has been viewed thousands and thousands of times on YouTube. And it's not hidden. It's, it's right in your face. Um, and, and, and he's actually being investigated by the RCMP for potential hate charges. He's the leader of a, a, le- of a legitimate political party in this country, and he's running candidates. That's what, that's what the situation has now evolved into. And I know that, as you mentioned, sometimes they hide behind names like, you know, the, the true patriots of Canada or whatever, some of these yeah. things. Uh, and, and they feel that as if they're getting an unfair characterization from people like me in the media when, with some of these discussions. But uh, as you know, I mean, the, the Canadian Border Services Agency Intelligent Report has said that they've done some work and discovered about the soldiers of uh, eight, uh, yeah. Odin. And uh, they say they adhere to extreme right-wing ideology, not afraid to use violence. A Canadian military report about the soldiers of Odin says they are described as an anti-immigrant street patrol group uh, that started to appear in numbers here in Canada back in 2016, uh, having any racist underpinnings. Uh, uh, although that this is, they're going to deny all this stuff, but these are these are agencies that are basically in charge of our safety and they're the ones that are saying hey we got a problem here that's what i was just about to say and and you know what bothers me and bill you and i've talked about this on a couple of occasions uh these agencies the border services agencies canadian military uh, intelligence people they have all uh you know done these studies and this is what they have found and even more ironically you know within the canadian military the military admit that there are members of these organizations that they have found to be racist and violent, um, uh, white supremacist, uh, you know, homophobic, Islamophobic, presently within the military. And I have been harping on this for months now. You know, what is the military? They tell us they're there. What is the military going to do about it? And, and we've heard nothing. And now this has escalated from reports to, uh, you know, these people feeling emboldened enough to come right out and say, you know, not only are we here, we're running for office. We want to be. We want to get into parliament. It's mind-boggling. I just, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm left stunned. I used to think that the days of the Heritage Front were the, were the worst we were going to see in Canada. How wrong I was. 
Bernie, we'll stay in touch and see what our reaction is going to be over the next couple of days. Always appreciate your input. Thanks for this today. Thanks a lot, Bill. Take care. Bernie uh, Farber, of course, is the chair of the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. Uh, email from Alexis on this says, uh, this is the same Bernier who came within a handful of votes of becoming the leader of the Conservative Party a while back. I think he will bleed votes from them in higher numbers than we would think. That may well be the case. We'll just see who gravitates to those political philosophies. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.